Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about meat aversion. So many moms and dads message me and tell me, how do I get my kid to eat meat? How? Just tell me what is the secret. So we're going to talk about that today. Of course, I want to start off by saying that your little one, your toddler, your baby, your even uh, school-aged child does not have to eat meat in order to be healthy. I just want to be really clear. Of course, we can find other protein sources um, in our diet that are not meat-based. So if that is you, maybe this episode isn't for you, uh, but also maybe to calm a little bit of the fear that your little one hasn't eaten meat in two years, like how are they surviving? It's okay. Your little one can still meet their protein needs, develop, and uh, be healthy without eating meat. So let's start there. Now, I know that as most Americans eat a meat-based diet or at least meat in their diet, and so of course it would be easier if our little ones ate the meat that we're probably already cooking for ourselves um, and enjoyed it. And so let's talk about some tips and tricks to get our little ones a little bit more familiar with meat and able to accept it well. So the first thing that I recommend is the type of meat that we are serving. So typically something that's less dry, um, more kind of wet, full of fat is going to be better accepted by our little ones. That means dark meat over light meat, um, although dark meat sometimes have a stronger flavor. Uh, But especially when they're little, dry foods like chicken breast um, or turkey breast or ground turkey, even ground chicken, sometimes can be too dry and activate a gagging reflex and or um, just difficulty actually physically chewing that food. So our little ones, even if they are two, three, four, five, are still learning how to chew properly. And foods that are a little more chewy, a little bit more dry, are difficult to move around the mouth. And if it's difficult, it's a lot of work, they're not going to want to do it. And so uh, typically moister foods, which are the higher fat proteins are going to be easier for them to eat and enjoy. So keeping that in mind. Um, but on top of that, the the way that we're preparing the food um, might be really helpful as well. So when we're talking about chicken breast, something like a whole chicken breast is going to be really difficult for your little one to eat, can even pose a choking risk versus something like shredded chicken. So you can take that same chicken breast and shred it in some sort of sauce, in some sort of liquid or even fat like olive oil, um, avocado oil, coconut oil. Uh, I love to do ours in like a jar of salsa and some avocado oil, and it just makes it really moist and pulls apart beautifully. And so then it becomes uh, much more easy for them to actually eat. Mama, I see you. You're tired of making different meals and crossing your fingers that tonight might be the night where they actually try those veggies. You're so tired of putting things on the plate just to watch them not get touched. Maybe you're even feeling stuck in a never-ending cycle of bribing, begging, bargaining to get your little one to eat. Maybe you feel like they wouldn't eat anything unless you count down their bites or even feed it to them. I bet you're even worried that they're just not getting enough and certainly not enough of the things that you know that they need. 
You're not sure that they're reaching their full potential living off pizza and goldfish crumbs. You're ready for a change or else you might just throw in the towel altogether. Maybe you're feeling like you're at your wit's end with picky eating and feeling like nothing will work. You need a plan to finally beat picky eating and get back to enjoying meals again. If this sounds anything like you, then this program was literally made for you. Table Talk is the picky eating program that works. It's the program that teaches you to be your own feeding expert because at the end of the day, you know your child best. And feeding kids shouldn't be this hard. Picky eating can take over your life, feeling like every meal is worse than the last. It's time to reclaim your kitchen and actually start enjoying meals together. Table Talk is a targeted program that teaches you the strategies and methods that kick picky eating to the curb for good. Take it from Lola, who's a mom of a little one who she was ready just to throw in the towel altogether about picky eating, but then she took Table Talk, and at the end, she said, since taking Table Talk, my daughter's foods, likes, and loves is over 100. Can you imagine what it would be like for your little one to like or love over 100 foods? Throughout the Table Talk program, you'll learn how to get them to eat more variety and new foods, make sure that they're eating the right amount, and finally have peaceful meals again as a family. You'll learn how to stop pressuring them to eat and what to do to encourage them without pressuring. Plus, you will feel confident at the table knowing that everything you're doing is leading to raising a healthy, happy, and independent eater. All right, you can click the link in the description box below to enroll in Table Talk today. And when you do that, you will also get my Demystifying Desserts mini course completely for free. This course teaches you how to take desserts off the pedestal and put them back where they belong and end the obsession with sugar. All right, click the link in the description box below to get started today. I find that generally speaking, picky eaters have a better time eating and accepting meat when it is shredded, ground, or in a meatball shape. So just keeping that in mind that our little one probably isn't going to wake up and all of a sudden love a chicken breast like grilled out on our grill or a full-on steak, they're probably going to look for meats that are more in the ground category, shredded, um, or sometimes in a meatball can be really fun as well. So just keeping that in mind, how we're serving that food is going to be more easily accepted in some ways than others. Your kid might be different. Just test it out. Try different things of what they would accept and see what works. And then ask yourself how I can find the meat I want them to accept in that form. So something that I feel like I didn't know existed until I started making my uh, chicken um lettuce wraps was ground chicken. I didn't even know ground chicken existed when I was like 22. I was like, I had no idea that was a thing. I don't know if my mom ever cooked with it, but I certainly didn't know it was a thing. So working on finding the meat that we want to serve our little ones in the form that is easy, easily accepted or more easily accepted by pick eaters can be really helpful as well. So starting out with that, the next thing I want to encourage you is just like meat isn't necessary for their health um, or for their protein needs to meet their protein needs, we can start out with a really small amount. Uh, if you go back and listen to my episode on protein, you might be surprised to find out how little protein your little one needs um, and what that actually looks like in meat. So a large chicken breast might have between 30 and 50 grams of um, 
protein. And so when we look at that, we're like, oh, they actually don't need an entire chicken breast. They don't need an entire uh, three chicken fingers that I make, right? They could do far less. And so hopefully keeping that in mind, you can actually start serving these meat foods in smaller amounts to start out with. So when you're looking at something, let's say like a spaghetti, um, and you want to add some meat to it, some crumbled beef, let's say. So you go ahead and do some ground beef in there. Instead of doing an entire pound for one jar of pasta sauce, maybe you start with a quarter of a pound of that uh, ground beef, or maybe you start with half a pound and start with very little meat to sauce ratio and something like that, and then slowly add it over time. Maybe you cook it separately uh, so that you can still enjoy the entire package of meat if you want more on your pasta, but on there specifically, you put a smaller amount, get them used to the taste, to the texture, and then over time, you increase how much of that ground beef you're adding to the sauce that you're then putting with their noodles. This is an elementary version or introductory version of what's called fading uh, that I teach in depth inside at Table Talk. It's a process of slowly adding the food you want them to eat into a food that they've already accepted. So you can start there, especially with things like ground or shredded meat. Like I said, meatballs are usually more readily accepted by picky eaters. They're a little bit more fun. They're easy to have fun with. You can put them on a toothpick or a food pick um, and let them serve themselves, let them cut it up, let them bite it, lick it like a lollipop, whatever they're interested in doing. Meatballs are just a little bit more fun. You can sing that song about a meatball on top of spaghetti. My kids love that song. Um, I'm going to spare you me actually singing it for you. You're welcome. But meatballs are just a little bit more fun. And you can find all different types of pre-made meatballs, different flavors, different meats, different textures, different sauces, or of course, you can make them yourself as well. If you're making them yourself, what's really fun is you can change the size of them. You can have mini meatballs. You can have regular sized meatballs. You can have big brother sized meatballs and little sister sized meatballs like we do in our family. You can have daddy sized meatballs. You can have grandpa sized meatballs. You know, you can have bolder sized meatballs. You can do all these different sizes, uh, which kids find really fun and engaging as well. So you can ask them, do you want big meatballs today or do you want mini meatballs today? And kind of see where they go with it as well. Um, And like I said, using food picks, pricks, tongs, different utensils to get them to eat their meatball, calling it a lollipop is actually a really fun way to get them engaged and interested. So meatballs can be really fun. Today's podcast is brought to you by Nourished After Baby Self-Paced Course. If you are pregnant or breastfeeding or just feeling overwhelmed trying to nourish yourself well in this postpartum period, this course is for you. Not only was it designed and created by my good friend, Brooke, who's also a registered dietitian and lactation consultant, but you will learn how to improve your energy and mood postpartum. You'll learn how to nourish your body well, even with limited time and energy, and add in healthy and sustainable habits long term. This course has helped me so much, and I'm on my third baby, and I still needed help with postpartum. Plus, you'll get instant access to healthy, easy recipes body image trainings as well. So make sure to click the link in the description box below and use my code NFL50 to get $50 off. All right, now back to the show. Speaking of fun, you of course want to include some novelty and excitement and fun into food whenever you're serving it. So especially with things like meat, finding ways to make it 
more fun, more enjoyable, more hands-on can be really great in getting our little ones to accept this food. So a great way to do this is using things like dips and sauces, serving it separately so that they can dip it themselves, serving it half dipped in so they know kind of how to do it and it's already started for them can be a great way to get them excited about eating that food. Of course, I would also recommend that you make it taste really good. Like I said before, if it's too dry, if it's overcooked, if it's extra chewy, our little ones are not going to eat it. If they even have just one bite of it, they're likely not going to keep eating it. So we want to make sure that if our little one, tonight's the night that they actually try a bite of the food, we want it to taste good so that they are locked in, they are loaded, they know that this food is going to be delicious and then they want to keep eating eating it. And so really focusing on making sure that we're seasoning things well, we're cooking them well in sauces, keeping them nice and moist, um, and that texture a little bit more acceptable to our little ones. It is a really hard texture. I mean, I think we can all admit that if we were brand new to this planet and we sat down, we've never eaten something before, and we were handed a steak or a chicken breast or a piece of salmon or something of that nature, we'd be like, what? is this. So paying attention to what textures our little ones already accept and finding ways to make that meat uh, similar. So something like breading, right? Breading is typically well accepted by picky eaters. So maybe it's breaded chicken that you do for a while. And instead of nice, big, thick tenderloins that we bread, maybe we cut them in half so they're nice and thin, uh, a little bit easier to dip. Uh, can be really helpful for our little ones to accept that food. So paying attention to that texture, making sure it's cooked well, making sure that it's flavorful uh, and interesting, and that there's a way to keep it novelty and fun for our little ones can be really excellent in getting them to like meat. All right, those are my tips on how to help your little ones like meat. I hope this was helpful for you, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at nutrition for littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at Alyssa at nutrition for littles.com. All right. Until next time, mamas.